Crosspoint Church's weekly sermon audio. For more information about Crosspoint, visit InsideCrosspoint.com. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you. I'm so glad you're here this morning. It is my joy to introduce not our guest preacher, but our brother who just happens to live really far away most of the time. If you've been around Crosspoint for any length of time, uh, you've probably heard this brother uh, about him and his family. He is Pastor Raphael Kajubi, and he is here with his lovely wife, Alan, and their four lovely daughters, uh, Charity, Tabitha, Delight, and Selah. And we are so thankful that the whole family is able to be with us here today. The Lord has blessed this church in many, many ways. He's given us uh, a kind of favor that we don't deserve in many different fronts. He's given us grace in our ministry here in Columbus. He's given us the grace of people to come to hear the gospel and to grow in faith and to take it to other places. And of all of the blessings, of the earthly blessings that the Lord has given us outside of His Son, Jesus Christ, and the goodness of the gospel, our relationship with this brother and this family and this church is at the very top of the list. Now, if you have never heard Pastor Raphael preach, you will be so, your heart will be warmed and your affections will be stirred for Jesus. And so it is my delight to introduce to you our dear brother from across the ocean, Pastor Raphael Kajubi. Please greet him as he comes. Amen. Praise the Lord. It is always a big time joy to come back home here <clears throat> at Cross Point. I always say if uh, we have a, a means of transport called Border Border, if Border Border could ride here, we definitely would be here more times. <laughs> but there's no way Border Border can come. So um, I was uh, sharing with uh, uh, my brother Ruben as we were driving to come here, we've been staying at their very peaceful home. <clears throat> I was telling Ruben that it would, like, so you know, those of you who are here for the first time, uh, everything you've seen that we've done the last uh, 13 years at King Jesus Church, like Pastor Brad is saying, the same way, our partnership with Cross Point has been on top of the encouragement uh, to, to be able to do what we've done in that humble community, heavily impoverished, but also has a huge Muslim presence, probably one of the most heavily uh, Muslim-influenced communities of Kampala. So it, we are extremely thankful. But I was telling Ruben that if Crosspoint only, let's say, sent money, you all stayed here, and only sent money to Busega, it would be different. But Crosspoint again and again and again has sent us some of the most wonderful people from the youth ministry, from families from here. And every time in these next eight years, different teams have come from here, have been such a huge, huge encouragement. This week in particular for me, my wife, and my beautiful daughters, we have received probably some of the most outpouring of love, especially food. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've sat on so many different dinners with the staff, with uh, the, the Wednesday uh, night where we were asked to share, and of course meeting with the elders and the pastors uh, this past Friday 
was such very warming, heartwarming for my heart and my family. Thank you is maybe an understatement, but thank you so much for the warm welcome to me and my dear family uh, in this past week. I thought, uh, I've been going over the, and every time I thought about the fact that we are finally going to be able to come to Cross Point, I couldn't stop flipping through the entire book of uh, Philippians because I thought and felt like as Paul was connected to this Philippian church, that's how we feel connected to this wonderful church. And uh, when he's thanking God for the gift sent, when he's uh, uh, thanking God for the purpose of making sure that this wonderful church of Philippians is not caught up into disunity and fights, he greeted the church in chapter 1, if you would turn there, Philippians uh, chapter 1. He greeted the church in such a very unusual way. Uh, Surprisingly, he didn't even use his title as uh, apostle, not that he had forsaken his calling, but his connection and relationship with his church went beyond even titles. The church was into him, he was into the church, and they both loved each other, and there was too much respect that they didn't even need, he didn't even need to use the word uh, apostle as he was greeting the church. And I find as he's greeting the church, I find key distinctives that I want to share this morning at, at, as we open up the word together. He, sh- he speaks about key distinctives that, uh, di- that should, should be the mark of a true believer, a true church, that should amount to a healthy church that I want to share with us this morning. Amen? So he begins by saying, if you will turn here quickly. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. He says, Paul, he didn't even use the word apostle. Paul and Timothy, the next word is powerful. He says, servants of Christ Jesus. Then he says, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if you ask me, Pastor Raphael, if you go back to Vesega, what, what, I mean, ev- almost every, every day we would come from a fellowship with this church, I would get back into my journal and write something that, that was so touching. This is my summary, if you, you will. My summary is that I've seen such a warm, welcoming spirit in this church. Uh, we've uh, seen order. I said on Wednesday, and I, I mean it, I've seen order and the diligence on behalf of especially the staff. I was uh, given an opportunity to be in your staff meeting here last, this past Tuesday. I was so encouraged to see the diligence the staff that serve here at Cross Point give to the detail of how this wonderful church should be run. And then... Uh, I was, uh, I was uh, taken to a secret cross-door meeting with the pastors of this church. <clears throat> Man, when they're entering this pastoral thing, they, they even close the door. <laughs> I, I was like, what exactly is going on? And uh, as, as this door closed, I was so encouraged 
to see how the pastors of this church deeply think about the members of this church and how they would, they would talk about this member. And then uh, one pastor would give a few details and then the others are coming before the Lord to pray for this uh, member. If there was any struggle in any of the members of Cross Point Church, I mean, I, it was that cross door meeting was so encouraging to see how the pastors of this church are so connected. Uh, it's just a not this, this large church is not just a number of statistics. I was so encouraged to see how much time and heart the pastors of this church put into thinking and praying and intentionally knowing each one single member. So I, I wrote that down and I didn't want to go back with that to Sega. Then I have been blown away. Alan and me and our girls, we've been blown away by the generosity of this church. I mean, by all standards, you as Cross Point Church, you could choose to either be an empire and, and uh, uh, a large base here in, in Columbus, and uh, your pastors are maybe like emperors <laughs> riding in Ferrari and all these kinds of things. <laughs> but, but I'm deeply touched to see uh, how this church chooses uh, and uh, I, I keep saying we are not biologically, as you can see, we are not biologically, I'm not biologically connected to the pastors of, of, of this church. At least my color skin can prove that, you know. But I have been over the years so deeply touched to see your generous giving in this church, how you do not consume it all here, but you intentionally choose to give away and encourage churches like King Jesus Church. Please, thank you so much. So Paul greets this church and uh, uses these words, Paul and Timothy. I wish when I'm teaching at King Jesus Church, I'll read something like this and I'll ask the church to repeat it. How about we do it a little bit? Let's say together, Paul and Timothy. Now, there are a few pictures that we can pick from just this start of this greeting, Paul and Timothy. To me, I see a picture of a mature believer with a younger believer. I see a picture of a father in the faith and a son in the faith. I see a picture of those that have known Christ longer coming alongside those that have just come to the faith. And distinctive number one that I want us to look at this morning is that if you have where you're writing, mature believers disciple younger believers. This affection Paul had with Timothy incidentally finds its way in the mission of the gospel. It is where the older actually brings to the table the contribution of wisdom from the experience they have been through. And the younger here brings the hope and the vibrancy that keeps life going together. Beloved, this uh, particular truth you see here, it hits home for me and my wife. We have been married now coming up to 19 years together. But when we were at our ninth, eight, nine, coming to the ninth year, when we were coming to our ninth year, our marriage was suffering to the point of almost coming to the end. But we had an older couple in our life. 
our marriage was suffering for so many different reasons, but one of the reasons is that we had just started this King Jesus Church, you see. And shortly after starting King Jesus Church, even before building team, before building uh, an army around us to make sure we are doing this together, we started the deaf school almost around the same time. But these wonderful babies of ours you've seen this week, they were, the oldest was, uh, was charity at that time. She was about nine. So we had a nine and one who was in our hands. My, we would go to bed tired. We would wake up tired. And uh, guess what? Our marriage was intensely, intensely suffering. Alan was tired. I was tired. Both of us were like, what do we do? But this older couple gave us wisdom that I want to ask in this room tonight because I love this church so much. I have seen so many younger families here. I am praying that uh, issues, of, if, uh, if there have been some divorce here, I, I pray probably God will heal. But these things can probably come to an end. This couple gave us wisdom that I want to share here this morning. He said, how about, Raphael, you leave all your children with us? Let, we will watch your children go somewhere that we, with Alan. Don't even take the baby. The baby will not die. <laughs> Actually, he said something that I've never forgotten. He said, if you, you, if your marriage to die will even be more hurtful than, than probably the baby dying. Leave the baby with us. Go. So they held our four babies, and for us, we went. But this old man, when he was sending us, he said something I have never forgotten. He pulled out a notebook and did like this. He said, when you go to this place, he paid, we didn't even have even any money. He paid for the retreat place for us to go. He said, when you go there, get a piece of paper and a pencil. Draw a line in the paper. And in the line in the paper, on one side, write a title. What are the good things I like about this marriage? And on the second side of the note, write what are the things I wish they could change in this marriage. Then they set us off. We went. We stayed uh, from, I think, about Wednesday to Sunday. First night, we didn't know what to do with each other. <laughs> because both of us were frustrated with one another. The second day, we said, how about we do it for that old man? So for the sake of that old man, we pulled out the paper and the pencil. And then Alan was, you know, women are smart. Alan <laughs> was like, why don't you go first? <laughs> I think all the men in this room know what is going on at that point. So I quickly go first. I write all the wonderful things I like about our marriage, and I write about five things I wish they could change. Alan picked it from my hands and said, do you mind if I read? So she read. And she asked me for some time to go and write hers. And um, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours. <laughs> you, you would think that she's, she's writing on the wonderful things she likes about her marriage. Most of those hours were on the other side <laughs> of the things she was like, I wish they can change. A, a, a friend, she nearly brought up a whole Bible <laughs> of, of things. But here is the thing. Re, reading through the things she wished could change 
And for the first time, I think in about five years, I had not had, number one thing, I had not had the time to intentionally hear Alan. And uh, halfway, I think even a quarter, a quarter of reading through the things, Alan in there, she wrote, what if this kind of a man, talking about me, what if this kind of a, a man married one of our daughters? And that thing hit home. I was on my knees and asking Alan, would, would, number one, would you forgive me? I, I would, even me myself, I wouldn't be married, I wouldn't be proud if any of this kind of a guy married one of our daughters. Would you give me a chance? And from that point to this day, we have developed a culture uh, to always intentionally take some time and uh, talk through things we wish our marriage could be and things we what we would love to see change. That wisdom came from an older couple, not isolating us. I've been following the statistics of divorce in this country, including even in the church. And I, I, every time I pray about America, in, in my mind I'm going, I wish this thing, especially in the church, I wish this thing can change. But Crosspoint Church, can you allow me to speak to you as one of you? I pray for the older people that are here, do not isolate the young people. And for the young people that I have seen in this church, I ask you as one of you, I beg you for heaven's sake, do not isolate the older people. I realize that in this culture, many of us want to be very isolated. We, we all seem to know what we are doing. But that, I do not find that as... Uh, as, as the wisdom from scripture. Matthew, if you will, Matthew 29, Jesus knew that if we will make disciples, he gave us this charge. In Matthew 28 and verse 19, he says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Lord, of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The second verse is crucial. It says, And teaching them, to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Beloved, I believe there is a charge on the mature, the charge on us, the disciple, to make sure we are discipling the next group. Those of us that have been in marriage for some time, I beg you, don't look at the young people uh, here at Cross Point. Those that have just married, I've seen lots of babies in this church. Don't look at them and say, oh, good for you. Most likely there is turbulence in those houses. Don't wrap your hands around them. If there is a young person, I don't know how you have seen a word uh, as we're beginning the service here, community groups. My simple, quick wisdom on every young person that is a member of Cross Point, please, for heaven's sake, plug into some kind of a community group. God has designed something about the Christian life that it just cannot be lived out alone in isolation. God has commanded that we will do what they call a shared life. Part of what is saving, part, let, let, me, let me say it here clearly, maybe... Um, Pastor Ruben can relate. Part of what is saving Africa right now is that secret thing that was ingrained in who we are called a communal life. We poke our nose into each other's life. 
And I like the individualized thing about America, but for the Christian life, I believe God desires that we will do life together. Let me ask you to repeat that word after me. God intends that we will do life together. I'm telling you the truth. And that's what it's all about. Mature believers are commanded to make sure they disciple the next generation. It is uh, the same command in 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. It says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will also be able to teach others. That's the, it, it, it's not a suggestion. It's a call. We are called to make sure that we, we learn I, I see some older couples in this church, and that has encouraged me so much. The older couples in this church, please do not leave the young people. Um, uh, I, I, I hate to say this because I think it's a political tension in this country around issues of hom homosexuality. I, I am praying that if there will be healthy families that are working, mommy and daddy, and are able to demonstrate the gospel. Homosexuality shouldn't be a problem in this country. One time we were in our country, and uh, someone was, uh, a radical pastor was calling us to go on the streets and, uh, and begin to demonstrate, no, homosexuality, we don't want it in Africa. I said, I am not going. I am not going to go to be part of that rally, because that's not where the solution is. The solution lies in uh, discipled believers that can demonstrate to younger people that, you know what, the gospel and the hope of marriage is still alive and working. And we have that as uh, uh, men and women that have followed Jesus Christ uh, in our time. The second uh, distinctive comes from what Paul is talking about here uh, when he says Paul and Timothy. The next description he, he uses to greet the church. He said, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, the second distinctive I wanted to share besides uh, mature believers, discipling younger believers, is a distinctive of uh, mature believers choosing to serve our master and our king and choosing actually to be engaged Precisely, if you ask me what is a desire that you love to see both at Cross Point and King Jesus Church, I would love to see our two churches produce servants because then and only then can the gospel be able to go out and the needs of our community, two communities being met. The word that is used here for servants of Jesus Christ, when you study it in Greek, it is a word called duolos, which means bond slave. Or that one, number one, who is existing for his master. The second thing used here is that this is a person, the servant which is being talked about here, is a servant who is owned by his master. That is the word that Paul referred here. Bond servants of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I wanted to ask uh, a question at this very point that when I was thinking about servant here that I was thinking about when I was thinking about Cross Point Church in particular and here is a question the question is uh, whose church is this one or you yourself whose are you and they can only be 
I always ask the same question at King Jesus Church. There can only be two answers to this question. Whose church is this one? Our answer can either be, this church is ours. And the moment we say, this church is ours, ladies and gentlemen, anyone that does not meet the criteria of one of us is out. The moment this church, we just make one turn and say, Cross Point Church is ours. Immediately, anyone that does not follow in the category or in the criteria of one of us is kicked out. But the moment this church is his, there will only be two, two ways how this church can live. One way will be that all those that are redeemed and bought, like I love how your pastor puts it, he emphasized it last Sunday, and I was seated in this pew, and I was going, please, pastor, don't, don't keep quiet. Say it more. When he kept saying that there are only two tribes, two races of people, those that are in Adam and those that are in Jesus Christ. The moment Cross Point Church becomes Christ's church, then all the people that Jesus Christ has redeemed, they could be Busega people, they could be Indians, they could be blacks, whites, yellow, if they are indigo people, all kinds of people groups, all people groups that he has redeemed automatically become our brothers and sisters. All those that he has not yet redeemed, they become our mission field. And that kind of a church Anyone can fit into that kind of a church. Let me tell you a true story. When we had just opened up King Jesus Church, where that property is, we were faced with a, 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 tight, a tight situation. We brought our families and our children down into that valley from up here. When we got down there, the children from, the, from that other community also joined our church. We have a thing at King Jesus Church where once the Sunday school is done, then there will be a meal served. Our Sunday school and children teachers were overwhelmed, and they just didn't know what to do. When they came back to bring the report of the first service we had down there, they said when we began to serve the biscuits and the rice, the other children, they called them the other children. The other children jumped into the rice like as if it was scramble and partition for rice. And this was the question. What should we do for them? The, the next question was, should we serve them first and then ours uh, second? And uh, this is when this question confronted us. But what do we mean them and ours? If we say them and ours, we will have two churches in one church. But if these children are all our children, then we, this is very, whatever is going on means that we have taught our children how to eat, how to wait, how to line up, how to clean their hands, and then eat after their turn has come. We can successfully teach this to these ones as well, and then we will have a one Sunday school fellowship. That was a tough thing. It takes a long time, 
But when it works, it works beautifully. When you come to King Jesus Church right now, what you see there, all those children eating at the same time, feeding at the same time, and all eating at the same time, came from this heated debate of asking ourselves, do we want to serve these two people differently or want to serve them at the same time? Friends of Cross Point Church, you and me, we are not our own. We have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And those of us that have been bought with his precious blood, we are not the ones that come about to make a difference. We are the ones who have received a difference from the one who has changed our life. And he who has changed us can change every other man. I want to ask you, uh, uh, I don't know whether you have it here, but at King Jesus Church we have it. When you find someone uh, who, 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 who has, who has never known that they, they are not their own? Man, it's, it's, it's tough. They, they can come to church as, I don't know whether you have it here, they can come to church as spectators. People who have come to watch and enjoy a nice movie being acted here on this small stage. That's not what the Christian church is supposed to be. The Christian church, all of us that have been bought and purchased with the precious blood of Jesus, we are all supposed to be in and engaged to serve the children becomes our privilege. To sweep and clean the church becomes our privilege. To find out who needs a ride from church back and, and, and forth becomes our singular privilege. And that's what Christian life distinct, that's what distinguishes us as the church of Jesus Christ, that we are a serving church. Let us say together, what distinguishes us is we are servants of our king. This is, not, this is not a nice good showroom. Look at the scripture. This is what Jesus said, John 12 and 26. He says, whoever serves me, number one, must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. That, those are the words of Jesus. Paul puts it better in Colossians. Chapter 3 and verse 23 to verse 24, he says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Jesus Christ that you are serving. One of the things we've enjoyed to watch here at Cross Point, we've enjoyed to watch how Many of you volunteer freely to serve the children. How many of you volunteer, like uh, we've been staying with uh, uh, Rubens. We've been overwhelmed with many of you coming to, to, to bring food and, and, and serve us. Thank you so very much. I believe that should be a distinction of every healthy church. Every healthy church should be looking out to, to, to how to raise more servants. I've been uh, humbled. Actually, I was asking uh, Gerard and Spring and wondering, what, 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 what tablet do you give the people you bring to Busega? Your teams that have been coming out here, younger people, older people, have always been encouraged to see you jumping out of the plane and are asking, what can we do to help? How I pray even that culture is never lost here at Cross Point, that each one of us come to church and are wondering, what can I do? Who can I help to find a ride? 
I, I saw some cars outside, but I imagine not everyone in this, this, in a service like this one, I imagine not everyone has a car. So those who do not have, can they share in, in your right to make sure that they join in the worship and of, of our God and our King together? Beloved, I pray that Cross Point and King Jesus Church both will keep growing into a desire and an urge to want to serve together. We've been building a building at King Jesus Church, and our building style is different. And uh, when we are building, we are using the building. We build and use the building. So the builders will build from Monday to about Friday, Saturday. And then Saturday, all of us will pour in there to, to remove rubble, to remove dirt, in order to put chairs to have service. I was... I don't know whether you have that thing. Do you have those kinds of people who will come when you've worked so hard, you are all tired, and then they come and pat you at the back, oh, you're doing a good job. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Let me speak as a pastor. No pastor, no leader in the church needs a pat on the back. Every pastor is looking for people that can jump in and say, what can we do together? So that at the end of the day, together we are saying, Praise the Lord, God has given us an opportunity to make a service happen. Praise God, God has made us an opportunity to have a meal served. Otherwise, thank God I'm not saying it from King Jesus Church. This whole parting business, I, nobody, no, no leader, no leader enjoys it. <laughs> Listen to the final thing, and I, I, I want to, to speak about this uh, with to nail it here at, at Cross Point. He says, uh, Timothy and Paul, uh, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, and then he uses the word to all the saints. Everyone say with me too. All the saints. Now, friends, this is a believer's identity to Paul and Timothy, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi. This is our identity, saints. This word saints means the sanctified one or holy ones, which means we've been separated from the world and set apart to live for God, not for ourselves. Now, we have just walked through, as a country, one of the most intense elections I had never seen in Uganda. We have a president, our <laughs> <laughs> when I talk about him, he, I, he's, he's unique. He, we've had a president who has been a president from 1986 for just a few years. And there are people to this day, some even say it on the pulpit, and that's where I had issues with some of the pastors. There are pastors who are standing on the pulpit and saying, believers, you know, Uganda has had turbulences from Idi Amin, uh, wars and civil wars. So they were and in Museveni's time, praise God for him, there's been some kind of stability and peace from 1986 to today. They were pastors during this heated election that would stand on the pulpit and proclaim that Museveni is a God saint and uh, nobody should touch Museveni. On the other next wing, there was a young man. His name was called Bobby Wine. This was his word. His word was... Uh, People power, and everyone's young person would enchant our power. People power, our power. There were people seated in the same church that were for people power, our power, 
And there were these other ones on this other wing who were saying, Museveni and NRM came from heaven above. Nobody should touch him. And uh, man, that's when actually I understood the power of uh, this text when Paul says to the saints at Philippi. Beloved, I know we may continue to be here in, for some time before Jesus Christ comes. Many of us may have separate inclinations. I don't know. What, what are the political things here? De Democrat and Republican. There may be those inclinations, people power and NRM in Uganda. But those things do not identify us. And for me as a pastor and back at King Jesus Church, my goal was to set to in front of the church the people of people power, our power. Praise God for that. That is your inclination politically. But we are the saints of our Lord Jesus Christ. And these ones who are NRM and M7, they are our people. But primarily, we are together the saints of our Lord Jesus Christ. And a man uniting those divide lines, especially back home, was intense and tough. I, am, I know I am aware, I'm not, I'm not a dummy. I am aware that we still have a couple more elections, both in Uganda and here in the United States. But beloved, our identity, we are the redeemed of the Lord. We are the saints of Jesus Christ. Especially when we have divergent thoughts and opinions about something. Yesterday, I spent some time with your pastor and we were watching football. <laughs> and in, in my mind, I'm going, it is wonderful to have a team you support. But I saw people of Tennessee. Is that Tennessee? I saw them biting their teeth when, when Alabama had just... Uh, tied them or something. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but as wonderful as that can be, ladies and gentlemen, our identity is not Alabama or Tennessee or I was going to say Busega. <laughs> Busega has no football team. Our, our identity is not that. Our identity is that we are the saints of our Lord Jesus Christ. I like how Paul... Um, Says it in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 to verse 24. He says, May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. I want to pray for cross point in verse 2 and the last one, where he says, Grace to you. And peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I am praying that this will be in increasing manner. I'm praying that as especially it becomes clear, especially as we are nearing the return of Jesus Christ, we are going to see some very strange things. COVID-19 was just, I believe, an iceberg. I believe some major uncertain realities are coming. Uh, we are going to see, especially in uh, these uh, ungrateful times, uh, violent times, uh, divergent in opinions, we are going to see uh, a, a place where we are going and just some people just choose not to be reasonable. My humble prayer for Cross Point Church is that we will stay clear with the gospel. Our greatest hope is not in the fact that we are living in the United States or we are living in Busega or Uganda. Our greatest hope and that which we must hold dear and tight, your pastor said it here last Sunday, lies in the fact that we are in this world, but we belong to another country. 
We are citizens of eternity. How, if you ask me, why did we get saved? Why should someone like me and my family give ourselves to the Muslims of Busega? I believe with all my heart that it is not for our comfort and permanency in Busega, but in the fact that we have been blood-bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, and one day we will live with him eternally and forever. Our reward, ladies and gentlemen, is not in a nice house, a nice comfort, and a nice life here on this planet Earth. Our eternal hope lies in the fact that one day we shall live eternally with our eternal king. And in that, we, our two churches must work. In that, our two churches must go. In that, our two churches must sing, must worship, must serve, knowing that for this time here on the earth is for preparation for the eternal king and the soon coming God. May we pray. <clears throat> Let me pray some in Uganda. Mukama wa man. Tirika tonda kwenkana. Nsavu gunu mizivwe mukanisenu. Nem King Jesus Church. Nsava gwe katondo wa manyo labisivwe. Dagwe katonda lokola. There is no other hope in no other man. I love it that Paul introduced himself as Paul and Timothy as a, a testimony and an example for all of us to know that we have been given a God-given privilege to disciple our families, our young people. God, I pray that each one of us would desire to serve and that each one of us will find our strongest identity in the fact that we are the saints of the living God. Let our, our, our greatest strength be in the fact that we, we are in this world, yet we are not of this world. Some things here in this world may frustrate, may disturb. May, may, uh, I know there are, there are even people in this service that might be going through a rough time right now. I pray that our encouragement may come from the fact that, Lord our God, you have been, you know it, and you understand it. And Lord our God, when we pray, you hear us. Suffering is real. Yet I pray and continue to ask you that, Lord, you become our greatest comfort, in especially those moments when we are suffering. I pray for struggling families here. I pray that there will be a community found in this church for them. There may be someone in this service, I am aware, that do not know you. They just maybe came around to, to just be a part of this church this morning. I pray that, Lord, our God, you might do a work only you can do, to draw them to yourself. Thank you for the leadership of this church. Thank you for this church's commitment and concentration on the gospel. I pray this pulpit will be guarded all the days of this church life to make sure the gospel goes out and the eyes of the people are open to the fact that we are in this world, yet we belong to another citizenry. Lord, be glorified, be magnified, for it is in Jesus' name we pray. May God bless you so much.